Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Well, hi, diddly do. Ken Wallace, Godwin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. Uh, da- Godwin is Facebook living as we speak, so I will quit picking my teeth, <laughs> sucking my teeth. <laughs> like Grady from Sanford and Son. Remember that? Grady, quit sucking your teeth. Uh, anyway, hey, guess what? We're uh, the off season is well in our rearview mirror now. Remember that for a few weeks there, we had nothing to. We were just faking it. Now we actually have stuff. The Daytona 500 and Speed Weeks has come and gone. We'll review all that happened during those uh, nine or ten days in Daytona Beach. And we'll move along to what's coming up next. And uh, we're going to taper our spacers. And um, we will uh, wonder if that's going to add to the uh, to the big one. The what? The big Ooh, one. What? Uh, we'll talk about who's pissed at who and why. And uh, toward the end, we'll play the birthday game. The birthday game lives, Goblin. The birthday game lives. And uh, we'll do all that right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with What Do You Know, the opening segment. we got segment stage racing here at the pod. Ken Willis, Goblin, Kelly, what do you know? Goblin, here's what I know. What do you know? Uh, you look like you're still wrung out. Speed weeks, is, speed weeks can just flat take it out of you, even if you're not ever climbing behind the wheel of a race car. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speak. Well, so what happens is you go through, you know, it just builds. Like every day you're there a little longer. And then Sunday, the day of the big race. Yeah. We're, we were there from at 7. Well, most of us were there at yeah. 7. I was a little late. But approximately 7, let's say. Well, now you got me thinking. 6.30, I was there at 6.30. Uh, 15 and a half hours Sunday. And then I left because I wanted to get I, – I had to get my NASCAR this week page stuff done. Yeah. So after I wrote all about the Daytona 500, mm-hmm. I just sat there and – Grinded through the NASCAR this week stuff. So I left yeah, I when I got in my car yeah. from the Speedway yes, on the day of the 500. It was 11.30 p.m. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a hero. And Maybe then, not a superhero. 
I turn around. Yeah. And uh, go to the champions' breakfast early the next morning. Yeah. Because they want to get those people out of there. Uh huh. And uh, I came here, wrote the story, and then proceeded to go home and just completely pass out. I mean, mm. it was like the guy at Mayberry that would lock himself in the cell. Otis? Otis. <coughs> was it longer than that story you just told? <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, but the good news is we didn't have to do any heavy lifting. Well, the weather was nice. We didn't have a rain delay, and there was no heavy lifting, and nobody was you know throwing punches at us. Or it's yeah. not ha- we don't get hazard pay. It's just long. It's just a long day. Yeah, but I you know there's a lot of them around here. <laughs> Can be. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we got a, a Denny Hamlin as the winner, and uh, he's one of those guys that. You talk about him every now and then at plate races, Daytona Talladega, but maybe not enough because, I mean, he's always there. I mean, unless he gets caught up in the big one. I mean, he's always there, be it the, the 500, the Clash, the Twins. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that has a knack for it, and we'll talk a little bit later on about how there is going to be no more plate racing and whether or not his knack is going to carry over when they taper his spacer. And uh, don't try that at home. But um, yeah, he, you know, what is, I don't know what this does for his career. I mean, he hasn't, he's never won a championship as of yet, but he's now tied with Dale Jarrett in career wins, 20 something wins. Uh, Dale Jarrett's a Hall of Famer. He's won, he won a couple of Daytona 500s and a championship. It, as it stands right now, I'll, I'll remain, I, I will continue saying that eventually everybody's going to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame if, they're, yeah. if they insist on putting in five a year. Oh, yeah. But as it stands right now, Denny Hamlin, 20-some-odd wins, two Daytona 500s. Does that make up for not having a championship? Is he a Hall? If he retired today, he would eventually get in the Hall of Fame, but would he be one of them guys who would get in in his first or second year? Well, he's won two Daytona 500s. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. And I think he's in the 30s as far as wins. I think you may be just a tad you off. Keep on talking. That. I'll look that up. Yeah, I think he's in his 30s. He is. All right. And, and wins. You keep talking. I'm looking. Um, bop, 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 bop. 32 wins. Well, where? What was I overlooking? Well, I've got the sheet right here. Give me that sheet. Race fast facts. Denny Hamlin, 38. Denny Hamlin won the 61st annual Daytona 500, his 32nd victory in the Cup Series. Good for him. Mm -hmm. That's one more than he won all the last year. I see it right there, 32 wins, 30 poles. Yeah. This is kind of live action you don't get every day on the on podcast. That must have been that's thrilling radio. Nothing better. <laughs> Dead air is, might be. Yeah, we did, we actually kept talking. We actually kept talking during the yeah. So, so yeah, thirty two, I guess that would put him over the hump where he would be either first ballot or second ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you got some guys with twenty, twenty two wins and it took them a little longer to get in if they didn't win a championship. So now, 32, that's so you're, a lot. That's you're a lot talking about, I think more you're talking about like a Clint Boyer type. He's got 10 wins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's got a lot more to do. Yeah. so Yeah, he's got a, he, 10 wins, no championships, no no big wins. And it's not like golf. I mean, you know, you get they act like the Daytona 500 is like having a major golf championship under your belt. And I guess it is in that world, but... But after the 500, I mean, what do you, what would you, cons- I mean, what these days, what would you consider a major? I guess maybe the Southern 500 is still a 
maybe the equivalent of, uh, say, the PGA Championship. Well, right now, in my mind, everybody has a different mind, obviously, but it's the Daytona 500. Yeah. I'd put the Southern 500 second because it's been around the longest. It was the first super speedway race. I put uh, Charlotte third because it's the longest race. The Coca-Cola 600? Yeah, because that's unique. It's 100 miles longer. It's got a history, too. Yep. And then uh, the new kid on the block is Indy. Yeah. Well, it used to be the Winston 500 at Talladega because mm-hmm. it was the fastest race and all that. Yeah. But that's lost some of its value. And yeah, you know, I'm, I, I think you're right. I, I would probably say the same thing. The only argument I think you might get from somebody would be should the Bristol night race be one of the big four? Well, I would yeah. have probably put them in there, but um, – they ever since they train changed the track, they actually changed the yeah. characteristic. I don't think they should have ever done that, because yeah. that made the racing a lot different and not for the. Good. It'll be our fifth major. Golf has uh, people talk about the fifth major, and that would be the players' Bristol championship. Could be our fifth major. Yeah, it's the players' yeah. championship of the Cup Series. Yeah. Uh, what uh, I haven't didn't tell you I was going to hit you with this question ahead of well, time. Well, so. first of all, say goodbye so that we keep speed building suspense. Spay and, spay and uh, neuter your pets. Bye. All right. See you guys. Um, uh, DaytonaMotorMouse.com. Speed Weeks is gone. Well, anything stand out to you? What I mean, what do you think about if you go, boy, in the future, this is what I'm going to – when I think about Speed Weeks 2019 – I'm going to say, hey, that's the year that. Uh, we had the two big wrecks at the end of the race. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. But what about Speed Week's total? Uh, redemption. Okay. Because you had a guy win the truck series for the first time. You had a guy win the Bush series race for the first time. Michael Annette. And then you had a guy that didn't win last year. People were talking about whether he was going to keep his job this yeah. year. Well, I got news for you. When it comes to Denny Hamlin, they might still be talking about that August and September. Because as you know, winning a Daytona 500 does not mean you're going to win again the rest of the year. Yeah, but he's in the playoffs. So well, so was Austin Dillon last year. So was Ryan Newman. Or not. Yeah, he was. Year. He, no, they didn't have that format then. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> but, I mean, it, but again – uh, there and again. If you look, I think it was nine out of the previous ten Daytona 500 winners did not win another race that year. That's that's amazing. So now you look at that and you think, all right, well, Denny Hamlin, he's back. You know, won, didn't win last year, but now he did win. I don't, you know, I maybe he will. Maybe he'll win six or eight times this year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't fall over. But, no. But if he doesn't win again this year, we'll say like we say about others. See, the Daytona 500 means nothing about your team. It does not say a thing about how good your team is and what it's capable of doing that year. Well, you know, we got a wild card here. We have the X factors. I haven't looked at the sheet, but the new rules package. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he may be the guy that we don't know but has all the yep. – the, you know, secret ingredients. We have no idea. Is it 13 for Kentucky Fried Chicken? 13, 31 secret spices and ingredients, I think. Is it 31? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's usually, when you bring in a new rules package, there's usually one or two teams that get it. Yep. 
Like right off the bat, and they win, 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 mm. and everybody catches and up. And we have no idea who that could be yet. We have no idea. That could be Maddie D. Yep, Maddie. Uh, I'm trying to think. I would think back when I'm thinking of Speed Weeks, the 2019 Speed Weeks. Man, I don't know. I would – the crazy uh, – yeah, the craziness of the ending of some of them races, but I also think about what the how the collective sigh of relief because after the twins on Thursday and after the Bush race on Saturday, everybody was scared to death of a single file Daytona 500, and uh, and we didn't get it thankfully. Well, so I think the the sigh of relief that everybody had, I think, is one of the things I'll I'll probably think. Think now, about if, if I think about it, I don't want to say I told you so. You told us so. But uh, that morning on our uh, Speed Week radio, yeah, I said because of the weather situation, with it being warmer and sunny and the track hot, I, I thought that would play a big factor in the race. Yeah, and there, there again, again. Bill, would that say. that second line there formed up. Again. And apparently, I wasn't there, I, and I went, didn't listen to the broadcast, but uh, Jim France yeah. was like... At the be, driver's meeting. Yeah. yeah, don't be afraid to use that second line, guys. Yeah. He got up and gave a brief talk at the driver's meeting, and uh, and at the end of it, he goes, and lastly, just before I sit down, he goes, hope you guys, uh, hope a lot of you guys won't be afraid to go down on the bottom with Denny and Chase and put on a good show for us. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's what did it or just the fact that, uh, you know, they felt comfortable down there and that bottom line could move. Early on, you saw the bottom line. They kind of stuck two by two for a long time. Then there was a point in time where the bottom line, uh, the sink, the top line was single file, of course, and, and the bottom line was about five or six cars back from the leader. But And it was about five or six cars on the bottom line, and you watched them, and you watched them, and they caught up. And that was early in the race. I went, "Uh uh-huh, that's fine. Now we're good. Because it looked like they were possibly sinking into a big, long single file. But when that happened, I went, okay, it's going to be a good afternoon. And it was a good orderly afternoon uh, until it wasn't. How about (laughs) – 190 uh, laps out of 200. How about the uh, uneasy alliance between Hendrick and Gibbs? Yeah. That was a weird thing, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about teammates and all that and who – Who's pissed? Who's rightfully pissed? Who shouldn't be? And uh, the fallout from all that. Uh, he he didn't help me. He didn't help me. He's supposed to help me, but he didn't help, help me. me. Help me. All right, we'll do all that when we come back. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on Daytona Motor Mouse, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, and you'll get that big-time auto racing. Uh, What you'll get sometimes is hurt feelings, especially at a plate race uh, where drafting and teamwork is key sometimes to help you pass the other cars. Kyle Busch was putting a lid on it as best he could after the race because everybody in that organization was thrilled that the 11 car won. Uh, the memory of J.D. Gibbs fresh on everybody's mind. That was his team. His, his fingerprints were all over it. He started it up. He picked Denny Hamlin and hired him. Uh, it was all his doing, and everybody was just thrilled to death. 
and for them and and, and what happened. Uh, Kyle put on a you know a, a good face about it, but a couple of times in his post race interview, he did kind of allude to the fact that yeah, Denny was wanting to uh, you know just race man to man, right? Though they were teammates when it benefited him, and then when it benefited him for them to work together and help me, Denny, yeah, that's when Denny became in favor of the of working as a team, right? And Kyle pointed that out. So Kyle's pissed at Denny and pissed at the situation, though he won't right come right out and say it. You could just see it. It was written all over him. He yeah. all but held a sign up and said, don't believe a word I'm saying. Right. Uh, and Logano was pissed at Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell doesn't have a lot of chances to win races. And Michael McDowell, I mean, McDowell, pointed that out afterwards. I don't get a lot of chances to win. I'm not. My team does not pay me to help Joey Logano win races. Right. They pay me to try, try to win a race if I get a chance. And... The other thing McDowell pointed out later on, which was just brilliant to me, is is he brought out that, listen, the big Ford teams, Stuart Haas, their four teams, and the four Gibbs teams, they don't let a little Ford team like McDowell's team, they don't let them in on, on any kind of secret plans, of the, what their strategy is for when they're going to pit, how they're going to handle this, how they're going to handle that. They don't let them in because they're a little you know, mid-pack team. They don't include them. You know the high rollers don't reach down to them and include them in that. So why do why should they have any allegiance to the top tier Ford teams if it doesn't flow both ways? Right. And I thought that was a great thing to point out, and it made a lot of sense to me. And uh, so I am uh, I understand why Logan would be frustrated, but I think Logan also has to Logan. <laughs> we we call him Logan so much because we had a typo once Joey Logano. We had it in as Joey Logan. And so we jokingly referred to him as Joey Logan. And now I'm actually calling him Logan. I knew it was going to happen. Anyway, Logan <laughs> uh, is probably right to be upset with McDowell, but he's also going to be smart enough to realize where McDowell's coming from in this. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you make of all that? And do you just find it a nice little sidebar story? I, to I think I think uh, when you get down to the last few laps of the Daytona 500, it is the Daytona 500, and you do whatever you got to do in your mind to win. Because if you don't do what you think you have to do to win, you won't be able to live with yourself. Well, what I think you do is you you have to be – and God knows you have to think quick on your feet in these situations. You know, yeah. you, you don't have a lot of time. You can't pull over in a rest area, pull out your AAA atlas, and figure <laughs> out how to plot your path forward. You're kind of thinking on the fly, except maybe when you got a red flag situation, you got time to think this through. Or but, a nap. Yeah. So you uh, you got to figure out a way, if you can, to make it look like you're being a good teammate while at the same time plotting your course to victory. You're going to make it look like you're a good teammate. And then at the end, you're going to find a way to, you know, hang them out to dry if you can without messing it up for both of you so that uh, an opponent manufacturer wins. Right. That's key. And in the end, it was three Gibbs cars, one, two, three. And Eric Jones, I don't know where he came from. I think he pulled a Rosie Ruiz. I don't think he ran those last 20 laps. He, he, he was in the mix of all that that crap going on, you know. He's in that spin cycle. And you just figure you haven't heard anything about him now. You just assume he's behind a wall with the rest of them. Next thing you know, he's finishing third. I think he parked it behind the pit wall there in turn one of the road course where the where the pace car stays. Right. You know? I think he kind of tucked in behind the pace car. And then with about two to go, he jumped out on that last restart and got out there and snuck into the picture at the end. 
don't tell anybody because I, you know, I don't want to start a whole mess. Yeah, get him yeah. in trouble. Yeah, that'd be a wow. shame for that youngster. Tapered but. spacers going forward. No more restrictor plates. They will do basically the same thing restrictor plates did. So I don't think we're rid of the big one. Are you at Daytona and Talladega? I oh, mean, if, no. they, if, if the tapered spacers keep the cars bunched together, even half or a little more than half of what they do now, I mean, we're still going to have the big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that the tapered spacer does, according to what I've heard in layman's terms, yes. because, you know, as you know, we don't have engineering degrees. So, well, no. Uh, because of the could con- have because of the configuration of the tapered, smarter. tapered spacer, yeah, uh, allows for more evenly airflow. So it all translates to better throttle response, better, but less horsepower. Yeah, better throttle response is the key there. So uh, it's like getting in a little light four speed or a little light uh, four cylinder car, and you get on that gas and you just go. Yeah, but for a few seconds then right. it kind of levels off and you're not going but anymore i see a place let's say darlington that, that's just weird yeah it's, you know it's, it has different radiuses on each turn it has different um uh banking it's bumpy it chews up tires i think you're gonna see pretty much the same kind of race at darlington yep. you know because the guys that have the cars that handle and can get on that throttle a little quicker than the next guy they're gonna it's gonna be the same race yeah well we're now, gonna talk about what we're, we're gonna do going forward but we're gonna do that in the next second uh, oh my god yeah, i'm jumping i'm jumping ahead again the guy who's I, dragging you're uh i'm you're, you're jumping out ahead of the game here we've got to reel you back in well what happens well, is I'm, I'm getting out of the draft uh, and then i go to the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> go ahead straight yeah. back you need so, a spotter in here yeah got one Knock off the talk about the space. We're going to do that later. Clear high. Clear high. Tuck back in the line. Just follow the leader. All right. Doing good. Doing good. Clear All right. Way. All right. We'll be right back. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're going to wrap up Daytona Motor Mouse with uh, Green White Checkers, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. We're going to talk about the uh, tapered spacers going forward, starting this week in Atlanta. Actually, Hampton, Georgia. And uh, then we're going to play the birthday game, and then we're going to get Goblin back to the Iron Lung. And um, we'll be done with this until next week. Uh, Atlanta this weekend marks the beginning of the tapered spacer era, which is designed to bring pack racing to the masses. Um, now, what from what I'm told, and I think you've heard it too, the real test of this new configuration will be the following week at Las Vegas, which is a shiny, new, smooth track compared to Atlanta, right. which is rough as a cob. It's asphalt is a... Will chew through tires and, and it just does not make for a comfortable afternoon. Therefore, you will see a difference between this and last year's Atlanta, where uh, Kevin Harvick, second half of the race, ran off with it and won by a country mile, so to speak, and uh, had no sweat coming in. No. He just ran off with it. Uh, so it will be, it's promised to be different, but 
you're, we're told we won't see the full effects like we saw in the All-Star race at Charlotte last year. Won't see the full effects until Las Vegas in week three. Right. But uh, we will see something different. What do you... What do you want to see? What as a fan? Put on your fan hat and tell me what if you're a fan sitting at home on the couch. What do you hope to I, see? Really, all I hope to see is that one car doesn't jump out and get a six second lead on everybody else. I mean, that's really all I want. I, they don't have to be racing side by side, but they have to be, you know, in the same area code. How about that? Yeah. What about a? team and a car that if you had a objective if there was a way to do an objective rating system if we had the old dunkel index for nascar teams <laughs> what about a team that's let's say a bubba wallace uh, uh austin dillon ryan newman for that matter um hemrick I'm drawing a blank on who the other Roush guys are now. Both Dylan boys. Yeah. Uh, those guys who are would be ranked between 15th and 20th. Ricky Stenhouse. Right. Guys that would be ranked between, say, 15th and 22nd or 23rd if Dunkel Index applied to NASCAR. What do you think about – what will you think if all of a sudden on a weekly or near-weekly basis those teams, they have equalized the field so much with the tapered spacers – that they're, the good teams no longer have the advantage that they've had by any stretch of the imagination. Now, all of a sudden, you got these teams that, you know, probably aren't as good. We know they're not as well funded. And now, suddenly, they are one of them's running top five every week, sometimes two of them. And every couple of weeks, one or two of them has a real chance to be in the mix to win the race. What if the Tapered Spacers does that? Will you like it better or worse than? I mean, would you like it better because it gives those guys a chance or worse because it has taken away whatever advantages the other teams have earned over the years? I like it better. And I think, I really think what you're talking about is, I I don't think it will happen at Atlanta because of the track surface. Yeah. But I think you go to Las Vegas and we're going to see a little of that when they get to. California, yeah, is it still California or are they changed? Fontana, changing? you mean? Fontana, Auto Club Speedway. Auto Club Speedway. When we get to Auto Club, I think we'll see it a little bit there. Maybe not so much at Phoenix because Phoenix is a mile long, and so I think there's more handling there than handling. Yeah, but if you can, you go to a place like Las Vegas. It's smooth. You can keep it open, keep that throttle open, stay 24/7, up twenty four seven like strip. Keep up those, keep up with those. Uh, Sanch up them belts, pull them tight. <laughs> yeah. So, I well, think, what if I mean, what if it turns into every week? It almost turns into like a like a lottery drawing. Like if it, if it takes on the appearance of, it says you have to be in the right place at the right time to win. Again, we have no idea that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but what if something know. like we, that happens? We don't know what's going to happen. You would kind of take away, wouldn't you? If if luck becomes too much of a factor, won't that hurt the product or no? Well, as I was told by a NASCAR executive, the cream is always, no matter what you do, the cream will rise to the top. So you're still going to have those guys that we know and love, you know, up front on a regular basis. But it'd be nice to get. Wouldn't it be nice to get like a wild card guy up in there? Yeah, and let's face it, what what, what you know, you just want more traffic, more drama, and this not necessarily. You, you know, naturally, there's going to be some wrecks, and there are people who love to see wrecks here and there. But I think the 
fans really like to see a pack of cars looking like they're going to wreck at any minute right not wrecking right uh, a couple of saves here and there a couple of bobbles i think the slightly more knowledgeable fans like that like watching guys avoid wrecks and but right on that edge they like seeing people on the ragged edge i think they enjoy that as fans i do you know well, but you know i just don't i'm not you know i burn out on the 20 car pile up that's well, that's when you look at the daytona 500 and you look at lap 40 and compare it to lap 190 yeah they're it's a different race i mean they're racing those cars a lot differently yeah so all right let's play the birthday game shall we get you back to the iron lung wow you ready yeah i can't believe you didn't have it last week well i know i was i'm woefully unprepared we were at media day inside the speedway and i just was not prepared and uh i lost track of days i guess but we're back at it this week, and we only have two. We only have I two. A, I got a fifty percent chance. But of it's getting two. One. Uh, but it's two good ones. It's guys who uh, will make you feel young. All right, cool. And they're both today, by the way, right here on Wednesday. Wednesday. They are both today. Birthday number one. Come on down. This man most synonymous with detroit michigan but he's been around the world taking his race cars to australia asia the middle east even he's won on every continent this side of antarctica his please say hello to roger penske happy birthday roger goblin roger penske roger penske captain Uh, captain 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 it's one of two things captain it's one of two yeah. I'm going to go 82. Ding, 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 ding. Good one, Mr. Kelly. Our next birthday guest is from a racing family. Indianapolis, Daytona, Milwaukee, Laguna Seca, <laughs> Pikes Peak. <laughs> Bobby Unser, happy birthday. Bobby Unser? Yes. Uh, Bobby Unser. Bobby, not-, not Jerry, not Al, not Little Al. Bobby. Not uh, that other answer whose name I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Jerry, Unser, Al, Little Al, Bobby. Who, I'm forgetting an obvious one. Dang it. All right, anyway, Bobby. 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 Who's Big Al, Al Sr.'s brother. Big Al's brother. Uh, he might have been. Uh, cousin, no, Cousin Jerry was not a brother. <laughs> I don't think they would have called him Cousin Jerry if he was a brother. Uh, anyway, remember when they took the snowmobiles into the national forest? That's right, they did that too. They they, yeah. they will drive anything. Yeah, they got into trouble for that. Yeah, they yeah. were riding places they shouldn't. They're yeah. they're uh, they are um, Johnny Unser. That's what I'm thinking of. Johnny. And you know who else I'm thinking of? Oh, irritates me to forget this one. Robbie Unser. Robbie. Yeah, we had Al Al Junior. Robbie. There's a Dell Unser, but he was a baseball player. Pretty good pinch hitter, fourth outfielder. Not that he was a fourth outfielder. That would be against the rules. But he was like a backup outfielder. I want to say with the Phillies, Washington Senators, I think, for yeah. a while. But it's not Del Unser's birthday. It is little uh, our Bobby Unser's birthday. And you're going to take a guess at how old he is Oh, today. I thought I did. No. Oh. No, you didn't. I thought the game was over. No. How old is uh, Bobby Unser today? 76. Woo! Missed that one by a mile. 85. Wow. Ain't that something? Dell Unser, by the way, is uh, 74. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. Dell. 
Not Damn. to be confused with Del Shannon. My runaway. Run, 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 run. We're going to run away now. <laughs> Ken Willis, Gob, and Kelly, this has been the Daytona Motor I promise. Motorhomes. Anything to say before we leave? Yeah, I promise that uh, when we do this next week. You're going to be awake? You're going to be, be conscious? I'll be completely conscious and have be at full strength. Boy, I can't wait. Right. Rob Conley, if you're listening, we love you. Hate a fish. Yeah. See y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.